Well, good morning. Wasn't that just awesome to hear everybody sing to our holy Lord and Savior? And I want to challenge you this morning. If uh, well, we'll get into it in a minute in our message, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, I, I think sometimes in our culture, uh, we get so busy uh, throughout the week that we f- we fail and forget that we don't have to be at church to worship. You realize that? Uh, we don't need. I don't need Ben to come over to my house every morning and lead me in worship. I mean, you could if you wanted, I guess, but do you know every morning you can wake up and worship your Lord and Savior? Amen. And, I, and I wonder sometimes if the reason that churches, and I'm not speaking just necessarily of our church, but churches in America today don't uh, have uh, a greater attendance and greater excitement in worship is because none of us are doing much of that at home. And I, and I wonder what it would be like if, if all of us in the room worshipped our Lord and Savior every single day unashamedly. If every single day we were, spilled, we were filled with the Spirit of God. If every single day we were filled with the Word of God. Would it transform not only our life Monday through Saturday, but it would transform our church life on Sunday, wouldn't it? And so I want to, we're going to challenge you through the Word of God today uh, to worship God every single day. Because the truth is, He is worthy of your worship, is He not? He is worthy of your worship. And so I, again, I'll take a time to introduce myself. I know we have some guests. Uh, my name is John. I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Hallmark. And I'm going to ask you this morning uh, to get your phone out if you're on Facebook and share our live feed this morning. And and the reason we do this is because it's an opportunity uh, for you to invite someone to church. You can invite someone to church by simply uh, sharing our live feed. Uh, I've gotten reports from all over the country and even uh, in other countries of people going online and watching our service. And so that's why we take time to do that and to share it. Uh, but get your Bibles out and turn to Psalms 100. Psalm 100, and uh, we have been uh, in this uh, book of Psalms for a few weeks now, and uh, I would encourage you to get your bulletin. If you have a bulletin with you this morning, there is a lot of blanks that we're going to fill in this morning uh, as we walk through Psalm 100. And then I would also encourage you, uh, maybe you're on your iPad or your, uh, your phone and you have the Version Bible app. How many of you have the Version Bible app on, your, on some kind of device, all right? And I would encourage you, so uh, Nathan, our, our communications pastor, every week he puts the same outline that's in the bulletin on the Version Bible app. And so you may not be aware, I was actually just showing someone this morning as I walked down the aisle, I saw that they had their phone out in the Version, and I asked them, uh, do you go on to our notes on Version?" They're like, I didn't know we had notes on there. So if you are on Version Bible app, you can search for live events. There's actually a, a link there, I think it's a green kind of highlighted search for live events. Click on that, and uh, on that person's phone, it was the very first event, Hallmark Baptist. Click on it, and you have all the notes, all right? So we want to, and then you can look at, look at them throughout the week if you save those to your phone, all right? Uh, but we are going to um, do a quick review this morning. This is our sixth week in the book of Psalms, um, and so we haven't obviously even come close to going through all the Psalms. 
Uh, we just selected a few psalms. Actually, you selected a few psalms by your Facebook boat. But week one, and so it's going to be on the screen. It's going to be kind of a quick as we walk through this outline. Uh, I would encourage you, if you can't write them down quick enough, just take your phone out and take a picture of the screen because it'll all be up there, all right? So Psalm 51 was the first week, and we, we kind of had this question. When you are confronted with sin, confess. When you're confronted with sin, confess. Remember, David was confronted uh, with his sin. Psalms 51 is his confession. Psalm 37 was week number two. We kind of asked this question, when bad guys win, how should we respond? And when bad guys win, we should believe. Interesting enough, this past uh, weekend, uh, we were having lunch with our two kids who were in college. They were about to head back to, uh, to school. And this very topic came up, and I thought, man, when... when you ever feel like that? Like it always seems like the people that are not doing the right thing get all the things that you want. Anybody feel that way? And, and so when bad guys win, and it seems like you're not winning even though you're you know, trying to do the right thing, simply believe that God is good and God is in control. Psalm 63, when in the wilderness, worship. When you're in the wilderness, choose to worship. Psalm 91, when in turmoil, and, and oftentimes life seems like it's in turmoil, doesn't it? And, and when, I'm, when my life is in turmoil, I'm going to choose to trust. I'm going to trust again that God is in control and that God is good. Last week we looked at, at Psalm 22. When you feel forsaken, remember the cross. Remember the words of, of Jesus on the cross. He quoted Psalms 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so when I feel forsaken, I look to the cross and I remember it wasn't me that was forsaken, it was Jesus. And he was forsaken because of me. And I think of John 3, 16, and for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Ben already alluded to this, that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then we think of Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates love toward me and toward us that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. And so when... When we have those moments, and, and let's be honest with each other this morning, we all have those moments where we feel like life is a wilderness and life is in turmoil and, and we feel forsaken. Let's, let's look to the cross and remember that Jesus loved us so much that he hung on a cross to pay our sin debt. Aren't you thankful for the cross of Christ? Now last week, we, uh, man, we had an amazing week last week. We had eight people baptized. Wasn't that awesome to, to celebrate with those people getting baptized? And four adults, three, teenager, or three kids and a teenager. Um, and then at the end of the service last week, at the close of the service, we had two people uh, walk from their seat down to the front and tell us that they want to give their life to Jesus Christ. That's pretty awesome. And uh, Hallmark, let's not... Let's not take for granted when God does something, right? Because I've been in a lot of churches where that doesn't happen. And there's a lot of churches in the world and in our country today that that doesn't happen. And so we need to celebrate that God is doing something here. And I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, aren't you? Amen. We've been praying all year, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that God would do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or think. And some of you have set your phone alarms to go off at 320. And so I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that and thank God that he is doing more in us and for us and through us. So let's get to Psalm 100. And what I want you to do this morning is, would you stand with me this morning as we read this passage of Scripture? Everyone stand with me, and it's going to be on the screen. And so 
Uh, I want you to read it with me, okay? Aaron did a great job reading for us this morning. I appreciate her willingness to, to read this passage for us. Uh, but we're going to read it together. I'm just going to read Psalms 100, and then you guys can jump in with me, all right, at verse 1. Here we go. Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates. Would you pray with me, God? We are, we are blessed this morning to be able to, to join together in freedom to worship our risen Savior. Amen. And Lord, we acknowledge today that because you are good and because you are in control that we have the freedom to do this. Lord, I pray this morning as we open up your word that you would speak into us. And Lord, that uh, we would be open and sensitive not just to hear from you today, but to obey what we hear from you today. Lord, if there's things that we need to turn from, that we would do that. If there's things that we need to turn to, that we would also do that. Lord, we give you the next few minutes, and we ask that you would meet with us and speak to us. Lord, it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated this morning. And uh, as Ben had already mentioned, we have our kids in here. It's family worship today. And uh, so I appreciate all the kids that are in here, and they do such a great job. I appreciate Allison, who gets them a kid's bulletin. They can kind of follow along, and they're in Psalm 100 as well with us today. And uh, just by kind of maybe way of instruction, um, and maybe just some admonition for you this morning, uh, I know there's probably some of you parents when you, when you hear that it's family worship, you kind of like cringe a little bit, right? Like, I got to sit with my kid in church, and my kid is, you fill in the blank. I'm not going to say it. How many of you remember sitting with your mom and dad in church? I remember sitting with my mom and dad in church. Well, not my dad. My dad was always preaching, and my mom would always sit with us. And, and, and so our, our church was kind of like this. We had a big organ sitting up here. And my mom always played the organ, and we always kind of sat right there, I just think, so she could look at us. And life was so good, I was not behaving, doing whatever I wanted to do during the worship part. How many of you were like me and kid, just you know, in church as a kid, just terrible? And so everything was great. Like, no one could touch me, no one could say anything to me. And for whatever reason, I would inevitably always look up at the organ. And that was not good. I don't know how my mom did it. She could play the organ and stare like, I'm going to kill you when I get down there. And, and, and then, but if I was sitting next to her when, when I was, when I was uh, in church and I was not behaving like I probably should, you know what her go-to move was? How many of you got the, the thump on the head? Anybody get that from your dad? I didn't get that. I, I, my mom had like, you know, uh, Edward Scissorhands nails. And she would pinch me. How many of you got, I don't know if it's pinched or pinched. How many of you got either one of those in church before? And you know what my first response the first time it happened was? Yeah, same thing you just did. 
And the next time I learned, suffer in silence. <laughs> suffer in silence. So I mean, so I get it. I know there's maybe some tension like, ah, oh, my kid's in church. But, but maybe some clarification for you would help that. Um, there's, no better, there's nothing better you can do than to um, be an example to your kid in church. And I, so I'm going to speak to you dads this morning, if dads are in here. If, if you don't have your Bible out, and you don't have your bulletin out, or maybe your phone, and you're not engaged in the message, can, can I tell you that your kids are not going to be engaged in the message either? And so you have an opportunity here to be an example. You have an opportunity to, this is the greatest, one of the greatest opportunities you're going to have every week when we come in here and have family worship to train your kids how to know and follow Jesus. Amen. And so I get that sometimes it's a little frustrating. And you know what? I'm up here speaking and I see what your kids are doing. <laughs> but I'm okay with it because I also understand what they're learning. And so it's on me to preach, but dads, it's on you to be an example in your seat. How great of an example was it for you a few minutes ago to just sing out holy, holy, holy and cry out to your Lord and Savior? And, and, and my guess is they're not seeing you do that at home, even if you are doing it at home. So while it may be a little frustrating for you to sit in, in church with your kid, and I get that because I was that kid, maybe we could look at it from a different perspective as this is a great opportunity for me to be an example to my child and how to know and follow Jesus. Because that's what we're supposed to do, isn't it? So kids, are you guys in here? You guys, you guys I, was kind of a, I was kind of disappointed that you didn't yell a little bit louder for Ben. So, so on the count of three, <laughs> someone's with me. On the count of three, I want to hear all the kids say amen. Can you guys do that? All right. On the count of three, though. Thank you, George. All right. I know George is ready. One, two, three. All right, very good. Before we get to Psalm 100, I want you to turn to two different passages. Ephesians, hold your spot in Psalm 100. We're going to get back to that, but turn to Ephesians. So there's two passages in the New Testament that are going to kind of say and give us three examples of what we're going to look at in Psalm 100. Okay, so Ephesians chapter number five. And kids, I'm going to give you a little hint this morning. Like Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. When I was a kid, I could never remember the order. Like which comes first when I'm looking for my Bible. So I'm going to give you a hint that somebody gave me years ago, and it's always stuck with me, all right? So it's go eat popcorn. Can you, kids, can you say that with me this morning? Ready? Go eat popcorn, all right? So go, Galatians, eat, Ephesians, pop is Philippians, and corn is, see you guys will never forget it now, all right? Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 18. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of of God. And so the key there, and if, you're, if you got your bulletin, you could fill out the blank there. Ephesians chapter 5, we are to be filled by the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit. And, and again, this doesn't mean we get more of the Spirit at any given time. But you can kind of see that what, what the picture 
that Paul is trying to paint here. Because look, look what it says there in verse number 18. Do not be drunk with wine in which dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so, you know, if you were to get pulled over while you had been drinking somewhere, alcohol, they would give you a ticket, right? And the ticket would be, what, what were the three initials it's called? A DUI. Okay, used to be DWI, and they changed it to DUI. Not that I know by experience for sure, but DUI. What does DUI mean? Driving under the influence. So let's use that word to think about what Paul is saying here. Don't be drunk because you're going to be under the influence of something else, right? You're going to be under the influence of some kind of substance. And so one of the reasons they changed that because it... it, it uh, encompasses more than just alcohol. Any, any substance that you could be under the influence that would, would uh, you know, kind of mess the way you think up, right? And so it seems to me that what Paul is saying is that if I'm under the influence of another substance, therefore I'm no longer under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Are you guys tracking with me? So I want to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. In other words, I want to be surrendered and submitted and I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, then, then I'm under the influence of God in my life. Do you want to be under the influence of God in your life? Amen. I'm going to ask that again. Do you want to be under the influence of God in your life? Amen. Yes, that's, that's what the goal is. And so to be filled with the Spirit in Psalm 100, we're going to look at, there's going to be three things. It's the three things that are pointed out in this passage as well, that I'm going to be joyful, I'm going to be submissive, and I'm going to be thankful. All right, now let's turn a couple pages over to Colossians. All right, so Colossians chapter number 3, verse 16 and 17. Colossians three sixteen and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And verses 18 to 23, we're going to take time to read. They talk about being submissive. And so again, we see in this passage this idea of being joyful, being submissive, and being thankful. In Ephesians, it was be filled with the Spirit. And if you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be joyful, you're going to be submissive, and you're going to be thankful. You're going to hear those words a lot this morning, all right? So in, in Colossians here, it's a little bit different wording. Look what it says in verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And so the second blank on your bulletin this morning is, as believers, we are to be filled with the word of God. So Paul says here in Ephesians, if we're going to be thankful and joyful and submissive, we need to be filled by the Spirit. He also then says in Colossians, if we're going to be joyful and submissive and thankful, we're going to be filled with the Word of God. And so I think we all have to evaluate our life this week, this past week. How filled with the Spirit was your life? And how much did you fill yourself with the Word of God? Because the reality is, if you're not filled with the Spirit and not filled with the Word of God, probably you're not that joyful, submissive, or thankful. Let me illustrate it this way. This is one of my uh, favorite coffee mugs. Anybody have one of these coffee mugs with the GH on it? Okay, it stands for greenhouse, and so some of my best friends have a coffee house uh, in China, and uh, it's just a platform for them to share uh, what God has taught them. And so 
if I were to have this filled with coffee and one of you were to bump into me and I spill my coffee. Anybody ever spilt the hot coffee on you, right? Anybody go to McDonald's and try to sue them for that? But anyways, sorry, another day. So you bump into me and I spill my coffee. I have just a quick question for you. Why did I spill coffee? Okay. Was it because somebody bumped into me? You guys are just like, I don't, I'm scared and I'm not scared to answer. No lid. Yeah, that would be one reason. I, I spill coffee not because someone bumped into me. I spill coffee because guess what was in my coffee mug? Coffee. What if there would have been tea in it? Man, you guys are so smart. I'm going to go one more step. What if there were been chocolate milk in here? I would not let you bump into me. That's what. So what does this mean? Whatever this is filled with is what's going to come out when it's bumped. Right? So in my life, what I fill my life with, when life bumps me, doesn't life bump us sometimes? What is going to come out? It's kind of the old adage, like sports does not reveal character, or does not produce character, it reveals character. And so as a believer, when life gets difficult, we've talked about uh, trusting in turmoil, we've talked about worshiping in the wilderness, we've talked about when bad guys win, we're going to believe. We talked about when we feel forsaken, we're going to remember the cross. And, and when, when life just, you know, for the illustration's sake, when life bumps me, what comes out of me? And, and here's, here's, here's what's the truth. If I'm not filled with the Spirit every day, I'm not filled with the Word of God every day, what's going to come out of me is not going to be joyful. It's not going to be a spirit of thankfulness. It's not going to be a spirit of submission. Uh, trust me, I know, because I've experienced it in a lot of different ways. I've experienced it as a dad. You ever spilled out things out of your life to your kids that you really wish you hadn't of? Hey, I've experienced it as a son. I've experienced it as a pastor. I've said things that I shouldn't say to people. You ever reacted and you wish you could put the words back in your mouth? Why did that spill out? Because I wasn't filled with the Spirit, and I wasn't filled with the Word. Why, why do we come to church, and it, it find, we, we find it 30 minutes into the worship service where we ever really feel like, okay, I, I'm engaged now? Because I'm afraid that a lot of us walk in this, this building every Sunday morning, and we have not filled our cup with the Spirit and with the Word. And, and here's the truth, guys. We, we live in a culture... We live in a period of time that it has never been easier to be filled with the Spirit and filled with the Word. I know you thought I was going the other direction with that. Trust me, I know. There's more distractions now than there's ever been before. But you know the Word of God is way more available now than it has ever been in the history of the world. When I go in the mornings and work out, I, 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 uh, 
I turn my Bible app on, put my headphones on, and I just listen to God's Word. I told you that a few weeks ago, and I had a few people come up to me and show me how to do that. The, the Bible should be, the Bible is more available now to you than it ever has been in the history of the world. And yet I don't think we take advantage of that. Listen, Mom and Dad, I'm going to speak to you. If you're not in the Word every day, and you're not filling yourself and submitting yourself to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, what's coming out of this, it's not healthy, it's not good. Let's look at Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is uh, an awesome psalm. I think it, I read that it's the only psalm that has the title, A Psalm of Praise and Thanksgiving. It's a part of uh, what's known as the Royal Psalm. So Psalm 93 is one of the first Royal Psalms, and then Psalm 95 through Psalm 100. So it's kind of the, the ending or the climax of these particular psalms. And these particular psalms really have a focus. Their focus is on the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God and that we should praise God. And even uh, from start of it to personal praise and personal worship and personal devotion of God at home, then into the sanctuary to worship together. And so Psalm 100, number one. You should be able to fill this blank in before I give it to you, because I've said it about 20 times today. Joyful. Joyful. Let's look at verses 1 and 2. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Now, now turn over. You may not have to even turn a page. I'm going to have to turn one page to Psalm chapter 95. Psalm 95 says, Oh, come let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Shout joyfully, verse 1. Shout joyfully, verse 2. Back in Psalm 100, what does it say? Make a joyful shout. Or the old King James said, noise. Make a joyful noise or shout to the Lord. And, and a lot of people over the years have, have made this to say, well, because you sing not so well, then you can make a joyful noise unto the Lord, right? And, and what it's really saying here is, is God worth being excited about? Amen. I'm going to ask you that again. Is God worth being excited about? Amen. And some of you probably this morning have already been looking at the clock at what time it is. And if we, if we go past a certain amount of time, it's like, I'm out. Uh, in fact, there's, there's people every Sunday when, when we say, bow your head and we're going to have a time of response. There's people that walk out the door every Sunday during the time of response. And I wonder why in our culture it's so easy for us to stay up and watch seven overtime game last night. I didn't, but some of you did. But it's so difficult to set through a 30-minute message. When you read through the psalm and, you, and the psalms and you see these words shout joyfully, it doesn't completely give a picture of what our modern American culture church does. Amen. We're maybe a little too subdued in church. Amen. And, I, and, and I talked about this a couple Wednesday nights ago. Like, we can get to the stadium and, and we can all do the wave. And I, I was tempted to do the wave in here today. We, we can all do the wave and we can cheer for our team, but... Holy... 
don't know if I can raise my hand for that. I'm pretty sure that Jesus has done more for you than the Cowboys. Amen. And I'm pretty sure he's way more reliable than the Cowboys. Amen. Pretty sure he's way more dependable, right? And, and I love the Cowboys. Look at my socks. I got my Cowboy socks on. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. But you know what I love more than the Cowboys? Jesus. You know who I should be more excited to shout joyfully for? Jesus. My life should shout joyfully to everyone who comes in contact with me that I serve a risen Savior, that he's in control, and that he is good. And despite my circumstances, I will be joyful. You see, when when my joy is dependent on circumstances, There's going to be a lot of days I'm not very joyful. But when my joy is dependent on a person, and that person is Jesus Christ, and that person, Jesus Christ, willingly laid his life down for me on the cross, was buried in the tomb, and three days later came back to life to prove that he had power over death, hell, and the grave, I can be joyful in all things. And that's what Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice, and again I say what? Rejoice. Rejoice. All right, kids, I have a quote for you. It's from a great theologian. I want to see if you can tell me who made this quote, who said this quote. If you know it, just yell it out, okay? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. All right, Buddy the Elf, very good. How many of you adults knew that, okay? Those of you who have kids and grandkids, you knew that. The next blank, if you look under number one. If you're not full of joy, maybe it's because you're not full in him. If you can't walk out of uh, a service last week praising God for eight people baptized and saved and two people that came forward and got saved and, and you're thinking about some negative thought, then this is what I would say to you, that statement. If you're not full of joy, you're not full of him. Number two. Y'all didn't realize you were going to get punched in the gut this morning, did you? Here's the truth. It's only a punch in the gut if it's true to you. Okay, I'll move on. Number two, submissive. If if I'm living a life filled by the Spirit, filled by the Word, I'm going to be joyful. Number two, I'm going to be submissive. Uh, Psalms 100, verse 2 and 3. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You see the ownership there? Who's in control of this world? You or me? Tricked you there, didn't I? Who's in control? God is. God is in control, and and we are the sheep of his pasture. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my Shepherd, I shall not want. Here's a quick question for you this morning. Have you ever ever made the Lord your shepherd? We're the sheep of his pasture, but that's if we belong to him. And this morning, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, and and I want just to encourage you. Last week, we had two people that heard a simple gospel message, and at the close of the service, we have a time of response, and 
we have people down here at the front, and, and they're here to, to talk with you and pray with you. And we had a, a nine-year-old kid and a 15-year-old girl that came and walked down the aisle and said, I need Jesus. You know what, what blew my mind was that this young uh, girl, my, my wife took her out to the room back behind here just so they could have some privacy and look through the scriptures. And, and this is what a girl who lives close to here said. I've never heard that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Well, do you want to pray and ask Jesus to forgive your sins? Well, I'm not sure if I can because I'm, I don't belong to a church. And maybe this morning, you would have the same testimony she does. I've never, I've never made the Lord the shepherd of, of my life, my Lord. And, and so I'm going to encourage you to do what those two did last week. Here in a minute, we're going to stand. We're going to have a time of response. We're going to sing a song of worship. There'll be men and women down here. Come down and shake someone's head. I, I want to make the Lord my shepherd. Because he, he died on the cross so he could have the right to be your shepherd. Amen. And he's the owner. And so as the owner, God the owner, I need to be submissive. I need to live in obedience. And maybe this morning, uh, God has been speaking to you. There's some things in your life that you know you need to submit to God. There's some things in your life that you know are not right. There's some things in your life that, that God is calling you to get away from. And I would encourage you in a moment when we stand, come forward and, and talk to God about it. If you'd like to pray alone, you can do that at the altar. If you want one of us to pray with you, we'd be glad to do that this morning. Submissive. If I'm filled with the Spirit and I'm filled with the Word, I'm going to be joyful I'm going to be submissive. And number three, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful. So on your, on your bulletin, right above point three, I, I skipped over the blank there, and, and I know some of you are not going to like that, so let me give it to you. Right under submissive. If you are not walking in submission, you're not walking in him. If you're not walking in submission, you're not walking in Him. And, and, and so the flip side of that, maybe God is calling you away from something. Maybe God is calling you towards something. Maybe God's calling you to surrender. Maybe God's calling you to be a part of Giving Tuesday. Maybe some of you, man, I was so encouraged a few uh, weeks ago, at the last of September, and some of you, 26 people made a commitment that they were going to start tithing. That is a big, big, big choice, a big decision of, of surrender and submission. And maybe some of you, God is still dealing with it, that you're, it's, it's your turn to do that. One of the things that God convicted me about that uh, series was, I, I, you know, my wife and I, Joy and I have never made a percentage like we're going to give this amount. I mean, we've given our 10%, and then over the years we've given to, especially since 1997, we showed up at Hallmark, we've been given to building fund, we've been given to missions, we give to manna, we give to real for Christ, all these things that we give to, and probably for at least 15 years, without ever making a, you know, a, a decision, we're going to give 20% of our income. We've, we've been giving 20% of our income for probably 15 years. And you know what convicted me? Is in 15 years, that percentage hasn't really increased. 
Now, maybe the numbers have increased, but the percentage has not increased. And what God has, you know, convicted me of is I need to do more. We, we could all probably do a little more. And so I don't know. Maybe God's calling you from something. Maybe God's calling you towards something. Number three, thankful. Thankful. I, I love the, the end of this passage. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Can you say amen to that? Amen. His mercy is everlasting. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And his truth endures all generations. Are you thankful that God is good? Amen. That his mercy endures forever? Amen. You know, in Genesis, Adam and Eve, God placed them in the garden and said, everything is yours. Creation was perfect. God said, everything is yours except this one tree. Don't eat of this tree, but everything else is under your control. I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to manage everything I've created. And, and you know the story, right? Adam and Eve decided they wanted that tree. You know what led them away from what God had given to them to something he told them not to have? They weren't thankful. If they're thankful for everything that God had given, would they have worried about what he had not given? You know how much you in this room have to be thankful for? Put your eyes on, put your eyes on God's blessings not on the things you wish you had. You know, all of you got the newspaper Thursday, right? I know, because I was sent out to get a newspaper, and there were no newspapers, and I went to like 10 different places, right? And everybody looked through the ads. How many of you, that's a tradition to look through the ads? Anybody like that? I, I always look through them, and you know what? Every time I look through them, you know what happens? I see something I want. You guys have that same disease? You know, if I don't look at those ads, I don't see those things. <laughs> it's really deep theology there. Let's focus on what God has done. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that I could say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. Isn't that amazing? My favorite verse in Psalms 23 is verse 4. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you close your eyes for a moment this morning? If your life is not spilling out joy, submission, and thankfulness, then maybe you need to reevaluate whether you're filled by the Spirit and filled by the Word. 
I just have three challenges as we close out this morning. For some of you this morning, you you need to make the decision today that you're going to make the Lord the shepherd of your life. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to challenge you this morning, the moment we stand, to walk forward, shake somebody's hand and say, I want to make the Lord my shepherd. The second thing I want to challenge you with this morning, maybe in your daily routine, you're not taking advantage of being filled by the Spirit and being filled by the Word. So maybe this morning, you might need to walk down the aisle this morning, walk, walk here and pray and just say, God, I'm recommitting my life so that I can be filled by the Spirit and filled by the Word so that I can be joyful and submissive and thankful. The third thing I want you to think about this morning is, is maybe this morning you just want to say thank you, God. You want to just walk down this morning and say, God, I am so blessed and I am so thankful. And you could be a testimony to someone this morning by simply walking down here and praying. Thanking God for his gracious mercy to you. God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to worship and to serve. And Lord, forgive me in my own life when when there's days that I am not filled with the Spirit. I'm filled with anxiety or stress or pride or busyness. Lord, help me to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit in everything I do. Forgive me, Lord, for the days when I don't take the time to open up your word and let your word enter into my life. Lord, I, I want to be that, that vessel that when life bumps me, joy, submission, and thankfulness come out. Bless in these next few minutes as we worship. And Lord, as we respond to what you've told us to do. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning. The next few minutes, just an opportunity again for you to worship through music. If you want to come forward and pray, you're welcome to do that. If you want to pray with someone, just shake someone's hand up here. They'd be glad to take a few minutes and pray with you. If you need to go out into a private room and pray, they'd be glad to do that as well. But let's worship this morning.